1: recording howdy what's up this is the long two fantasy basketball podcast i'm natty he's brandon the all-star game break is just a few days away um we did a trade deadline special and we're doing this late one just because we're closer to the all-star game we're gonna name our fantasy all stars i'm taking the western conference brandon is taking the east um east that's Damn, this year for sure. I'm glad I didn't have the yeast. Uh, and then at the ad, at the end, we'll do some ads. And to begin with, we'll just or I'll just talk about the challenge game from last time, which was the Sacramento Kings at the Washington Wizards. This ended up being post Sabonis trade, so he played. Um, it was a shitty game. <laughs> people <laughs> don't have to feel bad about not watching there was no Bradley Beal obviously because he's out for the season Kristaps Porzingis recently traded to Washington didn't play um the Kings won in Washington 123 to 110 Washington shot 46 percent from the floor and went 15 for 21 from the line Sacramento shot 56 from the floor and went 25 of 29 from the free throw line. That's why the score ended the way it did with Sacramento winning. Uh, Washington is a team in transition. They're waiting for next year to see if a healthy Beal and Pris- Christoph Porzingis can play. Uh, Kuz was great. Kyle Kuzma, uh, he went 22, 8, and 7, shot 50% from the floor, 6 for 8 from the line. He's really come into himself. It was nice yeah, watching him. Flint native, Kyle Kuzma. Um,
0: he's been great he's this awesome. year. He's been yeah.
1: he's been legit.
0: He's yeah, been, and like he's, he's been better than Anthony Davis
1: this year. That's for sure. And way more available. Uh yeah. but he he plays really hard and he's good on defense. And he just he looks now to me like he's a ten year solid fan. Like he'll be around for a long time. He'll get, you know, two contracts that with big money, I think. But, you know, maybe one think, or two all stars. Maybe. You know, like he's just Lakers, or he
0: doesn't see the Lakers it. got him and and Lonzo in that same draft under Magic. I think that was the last year with Magic there. Dude. And cup like, Jack, right? It was uh Sometimes they, LeBron they wakes well. up
1: and he's like, I know we won, but I could have Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Kyle Kuzma here, and KCP. Yeah. Oh, dude. Jesus. Anyway, um, so Kuz was fun to watch. And, I mean, Fox and Sabonis played well together in that game, at least. Uh, maybe yeah. it was just because Washington sucks, but, like, they, they made it work. It looked cool. Um, yeah,
0: I think, I think Fox and Sabonis actually have the potential to kind of – maybe kind of accentuate each other um as far as like Fox being a guy who has just like incredible athleticism and he can score and then you have a guy who can kind of balance that in the half court set with Sabonis and um you know it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens there i mean obviously for Sacramento like you know if this if Sabonis if this Sabonis and Fox situation doesn't work out, this looks really bad for them because you know, Halliburton was a guy that I think you kind of feel like a lot safe, a lot, a lot better about his future. But, uh,
1: <laughs> and we well, love see. him <laughs> like see. fuck I mean, Sabonis I'm... and Fox. We love Halliburton. Yeah, I, I do.
0: And, uh, but I think that like, you know, maybe this duo might work well together because, um, Sabonis hasn't had a guy like that. And, uh, and you know yeah. Fox hasn't had a guy. You disagree?
1: I mean, he's had he's played with good guards. It's just that like Sabonis started at center. There was no Miles Turner Sabonis in the front court thing. So it's like his role is sort of crystallized. He provides passing from the post. Um, you know, neither he nor Fox can shoot threes, but a good pick and roll partnership. They did yeah. seem to feed off each other. Um You know, Sabonis is a young vet. Like, he's been around for a while. He sort of knows what he can do. And uh, I think if you put shooting around them, then how bad could it be? You know, like, most teams have at least a couple of guys that can't shoot threes, really. And they still compete. I mean, Sacramento is in the 13th seed, by the way, right now. And Washington's in the 11th. (laughs) And Washington got arguably whatever um like Sabonis is a good player he's a great player he's not like you know top tier but a perennial dude who qualifies for the all-star game i think and fox is still super young and like you said i mean he's played with a bunch of different types of players but no one like sabonis who can like really control the game from the paint and yeah, he's never had
0: a guy like that in and I think that, honestly, I think that the two of them, listen, am I, am I going to sit here and say that I I'm excited about the future of the Sacramento Kings? Absolutely not. But, um, it will be at least kind of fun to see it, you know, these two guys play together. And if it clicks, like it's a, it's a unique duo that could, you know, potentially like score a lot of points.
1: Harrison Barnes also really liked it. I think he had a great game. Um, You know, like, if you have those two dudes, Sabonis and Fox, sort of running all over the place and getting attention, you know, maybe it makes everybody else's lives a little bit easier. They want that fucking play-in game so hard, though, Sacramento. Like, if they trade for Sabonis and they don't make it, and (laughs) it's so sad because, like, the teams above them are garbage. Like, Portland doesn't care if they make it like the Clippers keep losing people, but they're still somehow like in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, The Spurs, like the Spurs don't tank. They just don't have the talent or the, uh, or the experience. So they're not like trying to lose, but they're not trying their hardest to make the playoffs. And they're still above like the Pelicans really want to make the playoffs. It's all just so fucking funny and pathetic. I don't think Sacramento makes it, but anyway, lessons from the game. Kuzma's great. Uh, Sabonis and Fox is interesting, and hopefully, uh, like you said, they accentuate each, accentuate each other. Yeah, and
0: I think, and I agree with you. Just, just the last thing I'll say on this is I, I do agree that yeah. you know this. We I I said that I like Harrison Barnes coming into this year, and I think that this helps his value um, because. He's like one of the few guys now that's like actually going to be relied on just face to space the floor. So I think he's going to shoot a ton of threes.
1: Like, there's they they did. Uh, I don't want to say crystallize their team. The Kings did for like the next five years, but they have two young stars, and then they have complementary players. They got rid of some of them, you know. They so. Yeah, I mean, I think they sort of, like, focused their team. How about that? Like, instead yeah. of having a bunch of dudes, now they have, like, three or four. Um, and hopefully that provides better results. We'll see. Go Kings. My God. All right. The All-Star Game is next week, right? Or is it the 20th? Anyway, it's coming up. Game stop this week on Thursday. Oh, and then the game must be Sunday night, of course. And then games start back up again on the 24th, Thursday of next week. So we are going to pick our fantasy all-stars. I am taking the Western Conference. Brandon is taking the Eastern. There's no rules. You know, do whatever you want. This is fly by the seat of your pants. This is just two dudes talking about fantasy basketball and how they feel for the year. No wrong answers. Um, (laughs) I maybe went a little too deep. Uh, I got... Ten dudes and then a bunch of honorable mentions. Whole big page. I don't know how in depth you went, Brandon. Um, would you like to go first? Would you like me to go first? What do you want to do? Uh, I'll will kick it off if you don't mind. All right. Did you did you
0: give yourself any rules? Um, you'll kind of. I'll I'll explain it as I go. Oh, okay. So gotcha. um, so I did the East, and um, and the East is just like. Very, you know, the, the top of the East is just incredible. But before we get to that, I, I'll start with my honorable mentions. So I have five honorable mentions. Um, one guy that we just talked a bunch about, Sabonis, wasn't sure if we would include him as East or West because he's really only played like, what, two games in the West? Yeah, um, I didn't include him in the West. But so I so I put him on the honorable mention. Um, sure. One of my favorite guys that we've been talking about all year, Lamello. And his teammate Miles Bridges, they both made my honorable mention. Um, an actual, you know, and and those those guys are uh, all stars. But uh, an actual, another actual all star, Garland. Um, he's on the honorable mention team for me. And then the last guy is Zach Levine. Um, mm, so those guys, I feel dentist. like they're all
1: having, my God. You know,
0: great seasons, you know, they could, depending on your preference, they could have made the, the bench, um, of, of, the all-star game, you know, a couple of them maybe. Um, but you know, I went with, I went with a few different guys here. So, uh, my starters are, I think, you know, the front court is, is pretty obvious and Joel Embiid, Giannis and Kevin Durant, um, arguably three of the top five players in the NBA right now, if not on any given night, could be the best players. Each of them could be the best player in the NBA. Um, you know, right now, and looks Bagley, like, but yeah, sure. Uh, MB looks like he, if the season ended right now, I think he's probably winning the MVP. Um, if not, he's, yeah. he's second. Um, so, you know, I think, We've seen we're seeing what he's doing now that he's like fully kind of coming to his own. Um, His ball handling is so good now. For and it's Mm -hmm. not like fancy, but it's just like (laughs) he he can just go wherever he wants to on the court. Um, And he's just so powerful, and he plays with like such a mean streak. It's like old school style. Like I I love watching when he plays on TNT, and you get to hear Shaq talk about him because you can tell like Shaq. Actually like it's like how Michael Jordan used to talk about Kobe. It's like that's how yeah. Jack talks about Embiid. He's like, You're damn right, big fella, go out there, get you twenty five. Like, you know, That's he's, not bad. Dude, <laughs> good job. He's he's really bullish on him. So Embiid, you know, great great to see what he's doing. Giannis, I mean, Giannis is he's the freak, right? He's a he's literally a freak. Um you know, MVP reign champion, you know. He's probably, if you're drafting the league from scratch, I think he's still number one in a redraft or in a dynasty league right now. Maybe Jokic, but um, I I think Giannis is still arguably the best guy in the league. And then Kevin Durant, who, you know, he's injured right now, but his skill set and his efficiency and, like, now with his assists and his blocks, it's like he's just – he's kind of just putting together – like MVP numbers um, every year and like every night, like he doesn't really even have bad games. Um, So my last two spots for my guards, I did try to follow like traditional positions a little bit, Um, Mm -hmm. at least a team that can play together. You know, it doesn't have to, to be like, you know, guards, bigs and wings, but um, guys that fit together. So uh, these were the harder spots to, to kind of determine, and this guy, you know, his on his his real life production uh, maybe hasn't been up to everyone's standards, but for fantasy, it's like I don't think you can you can uh, look past James Harden. Um, the guy's just a stud, like for fantasy, as, as far as like putting up counting stats. You know, his free throw percentages is just impeccable. Um, he gets to the line. He's going to give you a t- probably double digit assists almost every night. He with the triple double. He can easily score thirty. Um, so I had to put him in the starters and then the last spot was the toughest one to decide. And it came down to, uh, Trey young and DeMar DeRozan, but I kind of feel like Trey young, he's, it's just his, his assist upside is just so, it's so great that like, you have to go for those assists and wow. I put Trey young in over the chosen um, I mean,
1: fucking Demar gets assists. What is the difference here? I'm looking at the stats.
0: Keep talking. Uh, Trey Young is is I think third in the league in assists right now, right? Um, He's so, fourth
1: at nine point four, and Demar isn't anywhere close. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So okay. my bench, my bench, obviously the chosen. Demar's there. Um, Jason Tatum. You know, as as much as he's been up and down, it's like his up nights are just incredible. He can go for forty. Can you know get you a ton of rebounds? It's like he's 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 still a monster. Um, Jimmy Butler, another guy mm, who's putting up. It. He's he's filling up the stat sheet. I think he's like twenty eight and eight or something right now, and like he's uh he's he's had quite a few triple
1: doubles. Um,
0: Hey, and it's that's just, a like, team just, with
1: two guys that can't shoot threes, yeah. right? Bam and Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: true. It um, can work. And then uh, Fred Van Vliet, the bulldog, isn't that he called? Yeah. Um, he's, he's having his career year. Just to think, like, that guy was, like, not – he was not a guy, like, until that season really yeah. with uh, Kawhi, and then he just – I mean, not saying he didn't have it in him, but he, he just – when his his uh development has just been like off the charts um and then my last spot you know so I put Garland on the honorable mention but I took another cab and that's Jared Allen
1: yeah um, big man
0: you know I thought he should have made the the all-star team uh outright and um but, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, like his, yeah, I mean, between his efficiency, his rebounding, his defensive prowess, he scores. He's pretty much giving you a double-double every night. Um, I had to put Jared Allen on the bench. So, just to it. recap, starters are Embiid, The Freak, KD, Trey Young, and Harden. Bench is Butler, DeRozan, Tatum, Van Vliet, and Jared Allen.
1: I think DeRozan, like, has technically started at power forward, like, all year for the Bulls. So, mm-hmm. I don't even like, know what his uh, – did he go into the all, into the real-life All-Star game as a guard or a forward? Do you know? Oh, wait, it doesn't, uh, do they even – I don't know if it
0: matters. No, who cares? I don't even know if it matters. I honestly – if one thing I'll just say about the All-Star format is, like, I kind of wish that they just got rid of the conferences. Um, sure. And just because they pick that they the they have the captains pick the teams anyways, yeah. So like, why does each conference need to be represented equally? Like, you know, he, he's a good player and he's playing really well for a good team right now. But like, Andrew Wiggins shouldn't be like one of the top ten guys in the All Star game. Like,
1: that's a joke. Like, come but on. That's like the fan vote. That's not. That doesn't have anything to do with the Well, conference. it's
0: partially the fan vote and it's partially
1: uh, the media and it's partially the players, right? I mean, you should be able to do like a player's kick out one guy. <laughs> like LeBron's yeah. like Wiggins doesn't match it. I'm sorry. We're gonna you <laughs> fuck yeah. you.
0: All right. Uh, any anybody stand out as like anything surprising there? And then um, get to the West
1: trying to think. I mean, like, I assume Levine is an honorable mention because of the amount of games he's missed. Like,
0: uh, even if he plays all year, I don't know who I'm taking off his team. I mean, I'm not taking DeRozan off. I'm not taking Jimmy right. Butler or Tatum. I guess Van Vliet maybe. But even that doesn't feel right. I mean, Van Vliet, he, he hasn't missed any time,
1: has he? Did he even get COVID? I don't even think he got <laughs> probably did. Year. It was like, I'll still play. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how many games has Jimmy?
0: He's missed. He's missed some games for sure. But when he's played, he's just been so good.
1: Oh, sure. It's just that, like, if you were looking for a reason to be able to, he's played 38 games. And Levine's played forty-seven. Like, if you wanted to, I think that could be a reason where you're like, you know what? It's just like there's no rule that says you get to be an all-star every year. You just didn't play enough. This other guy was really good too. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying like if you're looking for, a Yeah,
0: reason, no, I hear you. I, I just, I, I think I still take, I still take Jimmy, and, sure. and it comes part of it probably tiebreaker for me is like subconsciously is just like. Who would I rather have in a real game if I'm like building a team? And if oh, it yeah, comes down to like, you know, a seven game series, I think I'd still rather have Jimmy than, uh, than Levine. So that's probably subconsciously kind of where I may, I drew that line, but totally agree with you. Yeah. He's having an incredible season and I, Sabonis too, right? Like Sabonis yeah, kind yeah. of got short into the stick just because he like got traded to the other conference. So I wasn't sure if I should include him. But like you could argue like, for him over over suck.
1: a couple of these guys. Sure. Did you even look at Julius Randall's numbers, or were you just like, I don't need to do this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I do remember like scanning the players and seeing Randall and like thinking about him for a second, which is being like, nah, and
1: just like, nope. Keep moving.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, sourpuss. No can do. <laughs> All right, let's hear the West. I'm just trying to think if there's anybody else that... Oh, like, uh, did you consider, like, any other Raptors, or... uh, Did you consider Bam? uh, Yeah. Nah, he's
0: missed too much time. Totally.
1: Right on. And no one from the Pistons, huh? (laughs) Not a single, (laughs) single Detroit basketballer on your list. That's cool. I'll remember it, but that's fine. Okay, so I also went into this being like, well, I still want to see a fun game. And I went into it thinking that's so hard that I put Jaw down before I put anybody else down. Okay. That's cool. But, but then as soon as I, like, realized what was going on, I was like, this is ostensibly a fantasy basketball podcast. Like, Jaw is the 35th best player in fantasy. CP3, Chris Paul, the point god, is fifth. Yeah, yeah he's CP3...
0: It's like, like no one's talking about him at all, and it's just kind of like dude, he's 15, having an incredible four. season.
1: Nearly two steals per game, over a three per game, forty-eight percent from the floor. He's played fifty-six games. Yeah, like he's he's not gonna get MVP, but I mean, if Phoenix ends with the number one record in basketball, like people will talk about it. I mean, I don't know. Actually, maybe he could if Embiid and Harden, like if Harden takes enough of, off of. And be you that going and then if Joker if Denver Doesn't do well enough yeah, You can see it whatever I think it's okay. a long shot
0: I agree with oh, you sure. um, But but yeah He's ha- I'm not saying he's not
1: Deserving I mean he's the best player on the best team In basketball that's a good place to start with MVP exactly. anyway He's Number one Uh He's just, like, I had to remind myself just how spectacular he really is. Then we are going with Mr. Steph Curry, averaging 25, 5, and 6 over a steal per game. Four plus three pointers made per game. Not bad. He is second overall in fantasy. He's played 52 games. Then we went with Luka. I mean, 27, 9, and 9.
0: Yeah, you can't argue with it.
1: Yeah, like, I I, I was looking for ways to not do it, and you can't. You have to. You have to put him in there. Over a steal per game, two threes per game. He shot up.
0: He shot up the play rater quickly because he was out, and he was struggling to start the season. And then at one point I looked, he he wasn't in his – I mean, he wasn't, like, terrible, but he was, like, outside the top 20, I think, at least, or top 30 even, maybe. And then he just
1: shot up recently. He's, like, right back to where he was he looks like if he keeps improving like this and Dallas moves up the standings then we'll have to talk about him for mvp um then we got to put lebron in there 29 7 and 6 over a steal and a block per game stock report alert yeah 52% from the floor not bad he's only played in 40 games but luka's only played in 42 so, like, I, you know, that's sort of the low end for me, but it's still 29-7-6. and six. No, you can't, you can't, like, LeBron has been incredible this year. Yeah, and he's number 15 in fantasy, like, even with those miss games. So, that's, he's a fantasy all-star for me, too. Um, and then Joker, 25-13-7, over a steal per game, over a three per game, 57% shooting. He number one on the player radar. Fifty, goddamn right he is. Fifty games right. too. No big fucking deal. <laughs>
0: yeah, with the whole new cast of players Dude, each month,
1: and he's he hasn't been a story in the NBA at all. It has all been trades and Brooklyn and Philly and you know and I like people don't really talk about Miami like that hard, which is fine. People talk about Denver in a way that would make Miami look like Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Like, no one even knows who who's their two-guard. Do you know? I bet you don't know. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Like, the team is nothing unless Jamal Murray and maybe, fingers crossed, Michael Porter Jr. would be able to come back for the playoffs. If that happens, the whole team changes.
0: I think, I, and just to answer your question. I I thought about it for a second. I think it's a combination of like Will Barton, and like Austin Rivers, and change. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, whoever's there. It's like sometimes we'll have Bones Highland out there too with yeah. Monte Moore. Whatever. That, I I mean that team has needed their best player like few other teams in the NBA have. I think that bolsters Joker's MVP. Story, even though I still think Embiid has been better. Um, it's so goddamn close. though they should just share the award. I don't want to say it's better because they just play different. They're dominant in different ways.
0: Yeah. Anyway. No, they um, they they they've, they've both been incredible.
1: Yeah, they should share it. It would be so cool. Speaking of big guys, your fave, the big cat from that western state known as minnesota um carl anthony towns is averaging 24 9 and 4 over a steal per game one block per game stock report alert Stock report: over two three pointers made per game for a center thank you 52 field goal percentage he's played 50 games and he's fourth on the player rater um I mean, like, he just literally... You, you can't remove Joker from the starting five. So it's like that's... And I couldn't put Cat in there instead of Luka. thats That was like a bridge too far for me. But yeah. Big Cat's first off the bench. Um, ja. I was going to say, this is the point where he gets to Ja, right? Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, I have to give due respect to Big Cat and what he's doing. But Ja's so much fun that he's... He's right after him, 26, 5, and 6, over a steal per game, over a 3 per game, 49% shooting. He's played 45 games, but he's 35 overall. Uh, He's the funnest dude in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, he hits his head on backboards. Yeah, he, he can literally fly. Like, that was the first time I could remember, like, being that astounded by someone's, height in leap since like jordan seemed to you know like levitate he just stayed up yeah. there it was creepy <laughs> like i still don't really it doesn't seem real that john got up that high it really doesn't
0: no whatever it's in, some of. The, it's interesting some of these guys it's like they like they have like an extra gear and they just like save it because it's like why yeah. he like you know, it's like he's jumping higher than he was two years ago, or is he just, like, tapping into this, like, extra ability? Right. To, yeah, you know I'm saying? Like,
1: you know, a woman who's getting attacked by a bear, and she can, like, lift up a car. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I, exactly what I mean.
1: Uh, okay. So Big Cat Jaw, then, the stifle tower, the French rejection, Rudy Gobert, who mm-hmm. is... 16 15 and one with over two blocks per game sign me up for 15 that
0: team is pretty cool
1: dude 70 percent from the floor by the way mr efficiency that helps out for wow. a guy who maybe doesn't have the most efficient shooters in the world yours truly <laughs> um he's been 26th overall in fantasy he's only played 42 games he's missed a bunch recently but he has to be on there And then I started running into trouble because there's a bunch of dudes that definitely deserve these last two reserve spots. Like, first of all, before I do that, let me just say this. There's no Kawhi. There's no Paul George. There's no Damian Damian Lillard. There's no Jamal Murray. There's no Zion. Mm Mm-hmm. SGA's hurt. CJ just went to a different team and he's been hurt. Uh, Sabonis just got to the West. Like there's just a ton of fucking dudes that don't even get to compete this year and you can't even consider them. So next year will be much 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 harder, I'm predicting. But anyway, for this year, I couldn't... I mean, Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker are basically the same dude in fantasy. One is 23rd overall, one's 28th overall. Their stats are all basically similar. Both of them have had great years. But DeJounte Murray is number 13 on the player rater for the season. He's averaging 28 and 9. 20 points... Eight rebounds, nine assists. He's that goddamn close to a triple double on the regular. Over two steals per game, over a three per game. Forty-six percent shooting, not great, but played fifty games, so he's giving you volume. He's super duper young. Um, he's he's the guy you that be a good player, bad team. But still, he's in a pop off offense, and he's scoring twenty points. No, per No, no,
0: he's not that kind. Of, he's not putting up garbage stats. Like you watch those games, like in when the games are close, he takes over at the end. He's he's the biggest surprise for me this year. Um, 13, he's the guy oh, who surprised me the most. That surprised me the most because I thought he was like a useful fantasy guy, but like, yeah, he's he's becoming like a like a superstar kind. Of, I mean, he's not a superstar yet, but he's becoming. He's on the cusp of like maybe going there. You know what I mean?
1: Like you could see how easy it would be to build a team around him because he's not a small point guard and he's a good oh, he's defender got a
0: ridiculous wingspan
1: right so he's switchable and you don't have to hide him and it's like all right cool we'll just you know give him a center that he can run with and then mm-hmm. you know we'll put some shooting out there it's uh like i do sort of feel like the spurs could do something big And maybe acquire somebody, like, for real. Uh, And then, you know, their defense could transform overnight. They're, I mean, they're still super young and they're just acquiring assets. Mm -hmm. Uh, DeJounte, I chose him as my ninth dude because the fantasy is just better than Don Mitch and better than Booker. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I honestly don't think, from a
0: fantasy perspective, it's even like that close. Like you said,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, I
0: love those those other. I, I'm you know those other guys are great scorers and can put up some assists too. But like Murray has been, he's he's. I bet when at the end of the season, when you look back at like the the players most rostered by t- guys that win the championship, like he's going to be one of them.
1: Sure. Sure, especially now that Derek White's gone, and he might have a heavier workload. Like, yeah, he could have a big second half of the season. That's for sure. Okay, my last pick. Before I say that, I'm just going to give some other honorable mentions. So Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker ended up being honorable mentions. Three J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Top twenty in the player Mm -hmm. raider. Thought about him. Have been incredible. His blocking has just been. It's I mean, he's a sensational player, but I still feel like there have been times when I've watched him like, oh, man, that's that's bad.
0: Yeah, he has some (laughs) bunkers for sure. And he still has trouble with fouls, but he's still super young. I think he's still only 22. And it's like if you watch him, he's like a deer that's like growing in his to his legs. So I think his future is really bright.
1: That whole team is just so sexy. That whole team is so goddamn sexy. I didn't even think about Desmond Bain seriously, even though I wanted to. Um, No, he's not there yet. But he's been a really good player. Ant-Man, top 25. One of your favorite players from your favorite team, the Minnesota Timbercats. Uh, He's just Mm -hmm. having a really solid year for a young player. And this is like his first like real kind of NBA season with the the whole team being normal. Um, and I like what I see. He is a mm-hmm. runaway brain. He is a strong safety running right at you. He's yeah. enormous. He looks like one of the strongest dudes in the entire NBA. He's fun to watch. Like he, that goes so far with me. He is fun to watch when he actually gets involved. Um, I'm I'm really excited for his future I think he could be glorious someday Jonas Valanciunas also top 25 he was on average the 71st pick in ESPN leagues and has given you back top 25 value so far I just wanted to point out that that's an amazing fucking investment whoever picked yeah. up JV in their drafts good on you Really, mm-hmm. really well done.
0: Well, he's like, um, but, but I mean, he's kind of a guy that just gets underrated in general, in general right? Because oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't. He's, you're right. Like, he was not dra- He was not a guy that went really early in drafts. But like, he's always producing. So, agreed. That was a sleeper, a guy, not a sleeper, but a guy who like definitely uncovered a lot of, uh, you know, value over that over his
1: draft slot. <laughs> Yeah, he's been tremendous. <laughs> like you know, and it's and he's not like super old. So uh, yeah. yeah, he's had he's had an interesting career. He's been around, you know. Um, let's see, Anthony Davis is top fifty on the year, but he's just missed too many games for me. Um, yeah. Same with DeAndre Ayton. Aiden. Ayton's only played thirty five games, but he's been great. Uh, when he does play. Um, I didn't do De'Aaron Fox. He's 93 on the player Raider. I didn't Come even on. consider Westbrook. Um, Brandon Ingram is 69th, nice, on the player Raider for the season. But I that sort of surprised me because I feel like he's had a really, really good year. I feel like this is – an encouraging sign for Brandon Ingram fans because it really looks like he's growing into himself. He's much stronger. His playmaking is much, much better. The defense is better. Um, But 69, like out of the top 50 is tough for me. Um, I yeah. would like to stay in the top 50 for my top 10 dudes.
0: Yeah. I think so. the thing with Ingram is like, um, it's kind of surprising. Yeah. That he's, that he's ranked so low Um, he's shooting 45% from the field, 34% from three. So it's, that's not like, you know, it's not great. It's not bad, but it's not, it's, you know, it's average to kind of below average. And then he doesn't really, he's not a stock guy. Um, So he doesn't really give you much in the way of defense, but he's not terrible. He's averaging 0.7 steals and half, half a block. So I think that's really what holds him back. Um, If he could ever like kind of, you know, become a little bit more efficient and maybe increase that, then he has potential to be a top 25 guy for sure.
1: I still believe in BI. I'm still a really big believer in BI. I I think it's possible that a team could steal him from New Orleans. Uh, So those are my honorable mentions, and I didn't go with any of them. My last dude is top 50. Brandon do you know or do you have any idea who my last dude might be?
0: Um No.
1: I mean I could okay. think about it but I don't I don't want to <laughs> Sure. We don't need dead air. That's a good point. Okay, so I incorporated fantasy into this as well. If you want to give me a hint maybe I can guess. He's a rookie. Uh Herb Jones through. is right. You were right. Oh, wow. It is young Herb Jones, <laughs> number 48 on the player raider. By the way, he's only 18% rostered. He is the only player in the top 50 who is under 66 0% rostered. Mm. He's 18% rostered. Now here's wow. why. He's a rookie. No one watches that team. No one knows who he is. He also averages on the season under 10 points per game. So his season line is 9, 3, and 2. But his fantasy value... And all of that has gotten better as the seasons progress. Like, he's been in the 11, 12 points per game area for a while now. Um, His real fantasy value... And he's played every single game. 53 games. Wow. His real fantasy value comes from his stock report at a certain point he was averaging over a steal and over a block per game. Um, Last week he was the only guy in the NBA in volume who had, you know, 80 steals and 40 blocks. He has provided the defensive counting stats in fantasy that can help you win playoffs and the eventual championship with some scoring like he's not matisse tybal like he can actually fucking score young herb top 50 18% yeah. no one cares he is my last fantasy all star because he is muy impressive and no one seems to fucking give a shit he's the coolest dude at the party and no one cares at all yeah no i i told you
0: um that I totally like Herb too. I think uh we've probably been beating the Herb drum for at least five episodes. Um yeah. you know under 20% 18%, yeah, 18% is it's it makes no sense. Um like yeah, that that's just ridiculous. So, you know, I, I agree, like like Thaddeus Young is owned in more leagues than that. Yeah, right, like. Joe Ingles is owed in more links,
1: <laughs> he's not playing. He's out for the season. Like the only thing that makes sense to me for that low is that there's just like a bunch of leagues that don't count steals and blocks at all anymore. And like, I I don't know anyone who's in a league like that. I mean, you know, this is not yeah, back yeah. in the day where you're reading box scores <laughs> and all you care about is points, rebounds, and assists. Like. Yeah. The steals and blocks matter. They're a basic component of fantasy basketball. So I really just don't get it unless, I mean, he's anonymous. Even though he has a cool basketball name, it doesn't like ring out and he doesn't score a lot. So that has to be, yeah. or maybe, I don't know, maybe if he's this really anything, bad person and everyone knows but me.
0: If you take anything from, from our message here is that don't overvalue points. Look at the stats independently and yeah. figure out who can help you <clears throat> across the board um, obviously if your league you know is a scoring league that just like gives a ton of points for for points then you know that's different but most leagues people just overvalue scoring
1: like the point god is a top 5 fantasy player he doesn't even score 16 points a game like you you don't need to have A team full of Kevin Durant's to win. Yeah, and in fact, it's pretty goddamn hard to do that.
0: Trust me, I know. And and a perfect example: Herb Jones' teammate Brandon Ingram, who we love, but he scores twice as many points, and he's and there. How many? How many slots ahead is Herb? Yeah,
1: uh, so Herb is forty eighth. And BI was 69th, so he's twenty full spots. Twenty-one spots, yeah. So and he scores double his points. And he plays every game, which counts for a lot in fantasy. Like if you if you haven't had to worry about his availability this whole season, then that's like a headache you never had. And you should thank God for that. Because there's been a fuckload of headaches this year. It's getting out of control. Norm Powell's out. My team, yeah, Brian, My team. My God. My God. <laughs> yeah. Sweet Lord. Jesus wept.
0: So the only There's thing so I would say guys. Ugh. The only thing I would say about your Ross your your all stars is uh as much as he's he's been oh. you know he's really kind of stunk it up um in real basketball, I don't think you can leave Russell Westbrook off a fantasy all-star list, have, personally, okay. All right. personally. Sure. he's kind of cool. i'm not saying he should
1: start but uh i think he, you he... you right you can't <laughs> say that because then you would have to say who doesn't start from i mean i guess you could say no like yeah you're <laughs> like starters fuck are, the world and burn it down Starters are fine
0: uh but yeah i just think uh i was just thinking about it and i was like yeah you kind of have to just include westbrook but, uh, no, I like that list. I like Herb. I like the the fact that you're highlighting Herb, uh, but I, I like your list overall. Your starters, it's pretty hard to argue with any of those guys. It's kind of – those are probably pretty close to unanimous picks, at least at this point in the season. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like that you, you gave it a lot of thought because, you you know, you went through all those honorable mentions, and this
1: was fun. It was so hard when I – hit that Donovan Mitchell Devin Booker wall, I was like, I don't even want to fucking like they're the same dude. They're literally doing the exact same shit on different teams. This is crazy. Yeah. It's they're so good. Both those guys are so good. And it's not like they get overshadowed. It's just that like the world at large understands that their teams are pretty good too. So it's Mm -hmm. like maybe they don't get as much credit as they should. They're both so young fighter is amazing. He was concussed for a couple of games, but he's back. He's so good. All right. We are in the midst of a two-week fantasy matchup period because of the All-Star Game. Um, I have some ads, but it's like, this is a little tough because are you adding dudes for the period? Are you adding dudes for the second half of the season? Are you adding dudes for fantasy or for fantasy, for Dynasty Leagues? So I focused on young guys that I would feel good picking up, no matter what. Um, Brandon, do you have guys? Yeah, I've
0: got, I've got a, I've got a few different categories, but most of my guys are younger, I'd say. Um, yeah. Do you want me to start?
1: Or do do you it, wanna... buddy. Oh wait, uh, hold on. So wait, which one of our all-star teams would win? Uh. Jokers going up against Embiid. Uh, Giannis against Braun, I guess. Maybe KD against Braun. Uh, Luka on the other one. Harden versus Steph. CP3 versus Ice Trey. It's not bad. pretty fun. That's not bad. Who cares about that? I think think we have to give you the nod because of her. I, you're so cool for having said that, but I want to give you the Jared Allen love. Like, let me give you flowers for my man, Jared Allen, who by the way, should still be a net. It's so hysterical that he's not a fucking Brooklyn net right now because they didn't need to trade him. DeAndre Jordan fucked the Brooklyn nets fans because they should still have Jared Allen. And a lot of the problems they have right now wouldn't exist if they did. Anyway. Give us some ads.
0: Um, all right. So the first guy I'm going to ask you, um, I'm going to give you a list of players and I want you to tell me, would you rather have this guy over any of these guys? So and for this season. Okay. So the guy is Josh Giddy.
1: Okay. Mr. And- Triple double at the garden. <laughs> Josh Giddy at 19 years old.
0: Yeah, that, that one. Uh, and Josh Giddey, in the last two weeks, all he's done is put up 16 points a game, nine rebounds, and seven assists, while shooting pretty good percentages with the three and at almost mm. one and a half stocks.
1: Mm.
0: Now, would you rather have Josh Giddy or D'Angelo Russell for this season? Here on out, quick answers. Giddy first thing that comes to mind. Okay, cool. Giddy Josh Giddy, (laughs) Damian Lillard (laughs) for this year, Giddy for this season. Josh Giddy or Andrew Wiggins? Giddy Cole Anthony, Giddy Mike Conley, Giddy Derek White.
1: Oh, no. Well, I love Derek White, and I'm so happy he's in Boston because I think he's going to find success there. But his fantasy value took a hit, so I will go with Giddy. And last one, Tyrese Maxey. Oh, for sure, Giddy. Now I mean, Harden's... Next to Maxie now, Maxie's never going yeah. to see the fucking ball again. <laughs> so, so Josh Giddey's
0: owned in sixty six percent of leagues. All those guys I mentioned to you are at least owned in the mid eighties, if not in the mid nineties. Jesus,
1: I mean, no one knows so, who he is. Never seen him I play don't, that's like, another guy game. where,
0: yeah, I mean you know, he's not available in most leagues. But if you can trade for this guy, <sighs> I would do that right away. And in dynasty leagues, you know, obviously he should be owned in every league. Um he's yeah, another dude these are all, fun to watch. He's a he's a guy who like, yeah, he's putting he's he's giving you just great production across the board, across almost every category. Um his defense his defense his stock report isn't amazing, but he's still giving you some there. But he has He's nineteen for, years old. Give him a fucking
1: chance. He's from he's Australia got, or
0: some shit. He's, but his, um, yeah, but we're talking about this season. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, all those other guys are owned in 85 to 95% of leagues. Andrew Wiggins is owned in 95% of leagues. Cole Anthony, 85. Mike Conley, 86. Josh Giddy is 66% owned. Pick him up. That's wild. Um,
1: I always forget that Mike Conley still plays, by the way like every time i watch utah or i look at the table like oh yeah like conley plays yeah. for that
0: all right i've got a few guys that I'll, I'll just give you and then i'll turn it over to you and then i have one one at the end um but these mm-hmm. guys are what i would call bad percentage volume plays so these are guys that are historically been inefficient or have shown that their efficiency is not really there but if you don't care about that and you're Purely looking for counting stats. I think these guys all add.
1: My <laughs> ears are burning, percent.
0: Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Good value. So the first one is uh, I, I've, I've mentioned him a couple times, uh, Darius Baisley at 19%. Ooh,
1: hell yeah, he was one of mine.
0: In the last 15 games, he's averaging 15 points, nine rebounds, 1.7 three pointers, and two stocks. Um, again, you know, just a full you know warning here. He's shooting around in the low 40s. He's not going to help your efficiency at all. But 15-9 mm-hmm. with three with almost two threes and two stocks. Uh, yeah, you know why not? Um, Justice Winslow. Uh,
1: Ooh, I wondered guy, if you uh, do that. Little bit right. from
0: the past. In the last, so Justice Heart Winslow breaker. right now is starting for the Portland Trailblazers. He's playing mid-30s minutes per game. <laughs> That's um, amazing, and, by the way. And, and you know, who knows how long it lasts, but they don't really have an immediate solution there. So I think even after the All-Star break, you can kind of expect him to, to get an opportunity. But in the last week, he's had, I think, four games, and he's averaging 12.5 points, 7.5 rebounds, 4 assists, 1-3, and a, and almost three stocks. Now he's not really a big stock guy um, throughout historically throughout his career, um, but he has shown the ability to put up that stat line that I just read off the twelve, call it twelve six and four. Like that's like what he's done when he's had the opportunity to play. So he is a guy who's going to contribute across the board, and if he can give you a three, um, you know he's he's adding a little value there too. Um, Again, very low efficiency guy. um, So just you know keep that in mind. And then Chuma Okiki, five percent owned. Um, statistically, I don't think he's going to present a ton of upside this year, but he's been pretty consistent over the last month. He's averaging 10, re- uh, 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, two and a half threes, and two and a half stocks. This guy can get a ton of steals. Um, he's got quick hands, and he's a he's you know he's big enough to block some shots too. So um, this is another guy I like you know. For you know, relative to his his uh, ownership, five percent owned. Um, I think you know he's a guy who he's and he's really young. He's got some upside, and the Magic seem to like him. So uh, Chumo Kiki is a, is another guy that I think is uh, you know worth taking a look at. Um, you know, post All Star break, as I think he's going to have a good opportunity.
1: He had a big second half last year. The reason I remember that is that I used him in a trade to get Dame Lillard. Because he had been having such a good second half of the season, no regrets, even though technically Chuma is having a better season now. <coughs> um how many years ago was Point Justice in Miami? Yeah. Do you know? It wasn't I think that was
0: just like, like three was years ago. In, was it? So he's so so last year um, he didn't really do much but um I believe the two like, prior seasons he were, were pretty good seasons for him um, so you know last year being uh 2021 the, the 2020 2021 season but the two years prior yeah miami th- those are the two, you know the couple seasons in miami um, where he was at that point averaging four assists a game 12 points, almost six rebounds one year uh, but yeah. his efficiency was just was, was bad right. Thirty-nine percent one season, forty-three percent another season. In, uh with Memphis last year, he shot thirty-five percent.
1: I mean, he just keeps getting injured and changing teams. How old is he? Uh, he seems like he's been around
0: forever. He's like he's not even twenty-six yet. He'll be twenty-six okay. next month.
1: All right. Hey, maybe yeah. Portland found something. Like they've they've been finding dudes. Chauncey Billups is building a surprisingly. profitable culture out in portland
0: yeah i mean he's got he's got pedigree right i mean his dad was in the nba um and he was i think a top 10 pick right yeah
1: 10th overall pick in the 2000 Dude, boston tried to trade four draft picks for the (laughs) (laughs) right that's right danny ainge tried to do that and failed he by the way they said no (laughs) <laughs> like, if someone calls you and is like, I want four draft picks for that guy, <laughs> you say yes. Because the odds are that he's way more like Justice Winslow than he is like anybody else. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, Darius Baisley, speaking of fucking Josh Giddy, like, that team can't score. The Oklahoma City Thunder, like, with Shigel just Alexander out, they are desperate for scoring. And I think Lou Dort is injured now, too, or he was, like, nursing a hammy or something. So, Bazley is there. You know, like, the Thunder are playing Poku more now because they're so yeah,
0: desperate. Yeah, Poku's been getting, producing a little bit.
1: They, uh, yeah, so Bazley is in the right place at the right time. And he's, he's, he's a still young, so young. Right. 22. And if he can find consistency and build on that, then who knows? You know, like maybe we're looking more at a new floor, you know, he's 21. Than he's not even 22
0: yet. He was born this in the is... year 2000.
1: In the year 2000. <laughs> is this his third year? This is uh, yes, it is his third year. OK. Um, yeah, he's I mean, he's been top 100 over the past month. And he's under twenty percent rostered. Yeah, go pick up Basley. Yeah. He'll probably get a bunch of run in the second half, especially if SGA
0: is held out. And, the, and like I said, if he can be one of those guys that gives you two threes or close to two threes and close to two stocks, and he flirts with double doubles,
1: yeah, yeah, even, it's like that's that's valuable. I mean, I've been complaining all season that I feel like the Thunder are mysteriously and surprisingly under talented. But you know, maybe they're just uh, maybe they just haven't popped yet. Maybe we're just waiting. Maybe it's Oh, no, no. I think you're right. You know, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. I mean, I like these <laughs> Like, I want him. I like him too. He's like a generational superstar. <laughs> but um, yeah, but you no, know, and, and Giddy nice. seem to like each other. He's a
0: guy that he's like a PJ Washington to me. Like, he's a guy that can definitely be in your rotation. that supposed you to don't be. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a pillar. <laughs> needs- Maybe
1: to you, asshole. He's on my fantasy team. He'll fucking die there, too. That was a little aggressive, but you know what I mean. I love you, PJ Washington. I wish you had been traded, though. They could have done something. Um. All right. I'm going to give you a super young dude, another rookie, who came out of nowhere and has been... Number 25 on the player rater over the last 30 days, Mr. Ayo of the Chicago Bulls, who is Mm -hmm. exactly what the doctor ordered for that team. Over the past two weeks, he's averaging 11 points per game, three rebounds per game, seven dimes per game. Over a steal per game, more than a three-pointer made, 52% shooting. He's a rookie. He's dishing dimes. He's being efficient. It's unthinkable to me that he would lose a lot of playing time once the other guards come back. He'll lose some, but, like, he's playing so well. You can't just fucking turn him into your 11th dude again. Like, you have to leave him out there. He's one of the reasons that you're doing well. Uh, Maybe it won't be a big deal because Zach Levine's knee doesn't heal, but um, Dasunmu is a real player and I fucking hate the bulls and screw their fans, but man, it must be so cool to just be like, Oh, there's another good dude. Oh, Hey, look, another good guard just out of nowhere. Yeah. He's in the last week, he's averaging over 40
0: minutes a game. Um, So he's been, like you said, exactly what the doctor ordered for a team that has just been absolutely decimated by injury. Um, I I mean, Billy Donovan
1: was a college coach, and he's the coach for Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and Serge Ibaka and James Harden when they got drafted. You know, like he has.
0: It kind of stains with the the soon move because I mentioned him first, but then you have him. But he has been great. He's been really good, and. He's Mr. Chicago. He won a city championship in the city, so the fans love him. He's like a kid, a local kid that everyone knows because basketball culture is just insane out there. And uh, you know, good for him, man. He's he's really stepped up. And you know, for I mean, this rookie class is just like so deep. Like when you talk about Herb
1: he's and the Sulu, jumping out everywhere, like,
0: yeah, it's just like it's, it's crazy.
1: Like, I saw one metric that said that Scotty Barnes was the most versatile defender in the entire NBA. <laughs> Meaning that, like, he plays, like, 17% against each different position. Like, he's just oh, okay. the most switchable dude in the NBA. Wow. And that... Has to mean something, you know, like even, even if it doesn't Fair show up enough. in the, in the box score, like that has to mean something Toronto's doing really well. Yeah. The rookies it's, uh, it's insane. They're all over the yeah. goddamn place. But so do, do assume
0: the 20% owned.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Top 25 yeah, like player that. over the past month, 20% owned. um, you said, Baisley, we already talked about Herb Jones. Uh, um, Oh yeah. Uh, V8. Yo. Top 60 over the past month, Jared Vanderbilt, 21% rostered. Last couple of weeks, he's only averaging 8, 7, and 1, but that's with 0.9 steals per game and 0.7 blocks per game. He is cock the universe with double-doubles and with stocks on a consistent basis. Here's why. He's only playing 24.6 minutes per game. If you fucking just give him just a couple more minutes, please, God, please... You'll get double doubles, and you'll get stocks and blocks. Stocks. You'll get steals and blocks per game. He will skyrocket in fantasy value. Um, he's been top seventy five over the past month. Like I said, he has. He's shooting sixty eight percent from the floor. He's not being asked to do too much with the scoring, but it's like he's not stirring up when he does. Um. <sighs> I I just know that he can turn into a fantasy force with the minutes, and it's so frustrating that he's not getting them. But he's just on the verge of jumping a tier in fantasy to me. Because if you give that guy 30 minutes, and he's 24 years old, like he's super young, if you give him 30 minutes, he will get you double doubles, and he will get you peripheral defensive counting stats with efficiency and scoring, even though the points per game might be low. Or lower. And then my last dude is another Portland Trailblazer, Mr. Josh Hart. Mm. In his second game in Portland, he went for 27 points, seven rebounds, five assists, a steal, two blocks. And that was <laughs> against the Milwaukee Bucks. And he played like 37 fucking minutes. He, he is just going to go Zoom. Like the, he's exactly the sort of player that Chauncey Billups will love. He's a tough guard and is a yeah. Detroit man and someone who watched Chauncey as soon as he got to Detroit and was devastated when we traded him. Uh, like he and Josh Hart are going to love each other real, real, real hard. I kind of like the combo of Hart and Anthony Simons in the backcourt. I sort of feel like maybe that'll be interesting. Um and then there's Point Justice, obviously. And then there's Nurkic, who's still yeah. there and he's is having, having a, a pretty really good, good year. season. Yeah. 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 I think he had a yeah. 20
0: rebound game recently.
1: He, I mean, he's like the old man on the team now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I did want to say this. So the Bucks, speaking of Milwaukee, so the Milwaukee Bucks traded away Dante DiVincenzo at the deadline. He is now in Sacramento. Oh, and by the way, Billy Donovan was not the coach on the Thunder when Kevin Durant, James Harden, Westbrook, and Serge Ibaka were drafted. He came in after, I believe.
0: Yeah, it was Scotty Brooks, right? Yeah,
1: Scotty Brooks. Okay. What the hell? Oh, yeah. So Milwaukee traded away Dante DiVincenzo. Pat Connaughton is now going to be out for a while because he had surgery on his hand. So a week ago the Milwaukee Bucks had three wings that were sort of interchangeable that you know were coming off the bench sometimes starting whatever now they're down to one healthy one Grayson Allen who started the year real hot he was big news in the first month of the fantasy season uh he's fallen off since then he's 9% rostered but what he is is starting he is now the starter listed on the depth chart you can check it and um you know he's going to get opportunities to produce so if you're looking for a shooting guard or if you're looking for a cheap wing um or if you're just looking like so many of us are just for any goddamn thing that's out there from night to night um he's nine percent rostered he'll be in a good situation at least until Connaughton comes back i know the bucks might like sign buyout guys like Bembry or something, but Grayson Allen has been there all year. They're going to depend on him more than they will other dudes. And yeah, let's talk about Bagley. Fast 40% rostered. It's fine. You don't need like, you don't need to trade for him or, you know, (laughs) sell the house for him. But in Marv's first game as a piston, he went for 10 points, eight rebounds in 21 minutes, you know, like he provides some, some height on a team that is sort of lacking it. He also provides uh, a pick and roll dude. Like we don't really have that right now. Um, We needed a roll man. He's good on the glass. He's a good offensive rebounder. He has a second jump. He's high energy. Um, You know, he can't defend and he can't maybe shoot from some spots on the floor, but (laughs) well, uh, <laughs> <So> it's like <laughs>
0: anything outside of listen. Deep feet. <laughs> listen,
1: but you know what he does have? He does have sort of like a short jumper, like when yeah. he he did it a few times. You know, it's like if he's whatever, like six feet away from the basket, like he can sort of get over people. Uh, he seems with a like weird he could opinion. be.
0: He seems like he could be like a Montrezl Harrell where it's like sure. he can come off the bench, score, rebound. He's not going to really have much of an impact on the defensive end, but, like, you can count on him to get, like, some quick buckets or on, like, putbacks and things like that. Like, he, yeah. he does have, like – everyone's always said he has that that quick jump. And, like, if you watch him, like, you'll see what, what people mean by that is, like, he'll miss the shot and he can just go right back up and get it before the Absolutely. defender can do anything. And, like, that that's good – for a guy to get, like, he'll get easy offensive rebounds like that.
1: so And that's just not something the Pistons have in Beef Stew, you know, and Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. Kelly Olynyk <laughs> <laughs> is not a fast, swift person, you know? Like, yeah. we're not, I don't need to belabor the point. I'd I like him a lot, but, um, but Bagley provides something that the Pistons actually didn't have, and it's something that could really help Cade Cunningham. Um, yeah. Especially Having like a role man who can you know run with you and actually catch lobs, um, yeah, you know, I if if he were to turn into a guy like Montrez and a guy who can score 20 points on some nights, you know, when it's his night, um, I'll take that for free. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if he even needs to be 40% rostered, Marvin Bagley, but I think, yeah, there's I was gonna say, when, when you say for free.
0: You're saying as a Pistons fan, not as a Pistons fan, because yeah, he's whatever, at 40% rostered. Roster, there's there's still a lot of guys I'd rather have, but uh, totally yeah, hear you. Um, he's a guy to, to keep an eye on, and if you have him, if you've held him until now, this you you, you might you know reap the benefit. So I agree
1: because the Pistons are the worst team in the NBA. Like they have such a bad record. <laughs> Yeah. Have yeah, such a bad a... point differential I think we're like negative 10 In point differential or something So he, he went to the perfect to, juicer, yeah.
0: He somehow went to a worse team than the- But <laughs> a
1: better situation Because he's going to yeah. get playing time um, yeah. And there's no stress there You know like he's not In such a stupid Situation where Like the Pistons do have A bunch of dudes in the front court But they're not the same players You know, like Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart, is not being asked to do the same things that Marvin Bagley can do. They'll be put into better situations. You know, they're distinct dudes with distinct roles. Um, I do think sometimes that the Pistons could go big and have Beef Stew out there with bags. And, you know, Cade and Bay and Jeremy. Like, all those guys can run except, you know, Beef Stew. (laughs) But, like, there's, there's reason for hope.
0: But yeah. I don't really
1: know if you know, like if I don't know what Bagley's long term fantasy outlook looks like, but short term, the rest of the season, he should be getting 20 to 30 minutes every game, I would assume, at least.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um,
1: but that's that's enough Pistons talk. Uh... Oh, gosh, all <laughs> the hate, all the hate. We play our hearts out. You fuck yourself, Mr. Minnesota. Uh... Um. Wait, were you saving one, a player for the end?
0: Yeah, I've okay. Got one, one. I've got one guy. Just quick, um, a guy in in your from your current hometown, um, and that's this guy's kind of a dynasty speculative ad, but that's Mr. Cam Thomas at eight percent. Yeah. So right now, no I'm one happier kind of than really, Harden
1: left, and Simmons isn't playing for a while.
0: Yeah. So I was going to say Cam Thomas for me is a guy. I have Kyrie in in the league I'm in with Natty and like on a night when Kyrie can't play then i'm i really out? intrigued by you might have dropped Thomas. out
1: i'm pausing because you froze. can not hear me Can you hear me now? Yes. Who's your last guy?
0: Uh, So my last guy is Cam Thomas, um, a guy that plays in your hometown, your current hometown of Brooklyn. Um, (laughs) He's kind of a dynasty, kind of a streaming guy. Um, I'm looking at him as... Someone who should benefit most when, you know, Kyrie can't play. The fact that Kevin Durant's out for a while and Simmons, we don't really know exactly when he's going to come. He's going to step in. and Even when he does start playing, he may be on a minutes restriction to start. So I think Cam Thomas is a guy who he can he can kind of benefit from playing with Kyrie. But I think on he's going to have an opportunity with Kyrie in and out and those other guys out for a while. Um, in his last 15 games, 17 and a half points, three rebounds, two assists, and one and a half threes. He's not really a stock guy, um, so I wouldn't really, um, you know, expect to, to get a ton of stocks from him. Um, but he is a, a guy who can score, and he's a guy who, you know, he's he's giving you a couple of dimes too, so it seems like he's comfortable with the ball in his hands. He can play make a little bit. And he's going to shoot. Um, in college, he was a yeah. pretty good shooter. Um he shot almost 90% from the free throw line in his one season in college. So, you know, usually that's a a fairly good predictor of, uh, of, um, you know, three point ability and he's going to get open shots. And like, even when that team comes back, he could ultimately still be a guy who like plays off of Kyrie Durant and Simmons and maybe just like hits, hits, you know, scores on as a guy who can hit three so um cam thomas is the guy i'm definitely looking at um right now and potentially as a deep dynasty
1: ad maybe as well we just don't know when those guys are going to be able to come back ben simmons and kevin durant like we're told after the all-star break and we're told that simmons wants to come back when durant does but who knows we have no idea um Kyrie I think for the second half of the season, he's literally going to play less than half the time because I think a lot of the games are here and some are in Toronto maybe, but like, he's just not going to be available. And Cam Thomas' scoring is vital to the Nets right now. It is absolutely vital. I can't tell you how awful it is to watch this team sometimes because it's Patty Mills, God bless him, and you know it's Blake Griffin, and Bruce Brown, and it's like Steve Nash is still a young coach who doesn't maybe really know what he's doing. And, you know, they they just need dudes to be able to put the orange in the bucket. And Cam's mm-hmm. been doing that. Yeah. So you write know, him as long as you possibly can. Because if things go real bad, it could be for the rest of the season. Yeah.
0: Eight percent owned, um, so you know he's available in ninety-two percent of leagues right now. So, like yeah. I said, kind of depends on which stats you're looking for. But if you're looking for a uh, a guy who can score and shoot threes and shoot and be you know a, a free throw shooter who's going to help your free throw percentage, he's a good he's a good uh, stream play right now. And and you know, like you said, he's a rookie um so he he's really kind of just scratching the surface and he might have some upside for Dynasty
1: and like no no bullshit if you put him seth curry and patty mills out there you know with durant and whoever like that's three perimeter guys who are showing that they can deliver i i mean i have to believe that that's potent um but you know it just sort of depends like there's there's reason to believe in the nets player development system i think like they've developed good young players um and now that they've sort of put this hardened thing behind them i mean seth curry isn't a young player but you know technically ben simmons is and they'll have draft picks uh so who knows maybe you know maybe cam thomas is a household name in three years i don't know maybe he's like another carousel vert i was kind of i was kind of
0: thinking that when i was looking at him i'm like you know i i think how he can kind of you know facilitate a little bit but he he can shoot it so um yeah i agree he's in a good situation for his long-term development and um you know he's he's and he's performing with the opportunity right now
1: dude patty mills <laughs> he he just must talk and be like please help me please <laughs> please <laughs> All right, well, that will do it for this week of the long two. Uh, Brandon, enjoy the All-Star game. Yeah, you too. I'm looking forward to it.
0: And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, even in the uh, Rising Skills Challenge with the, with these rookie – not the Rising Skills, the Rising Stars, uh, the rookies, and, and you know, these second-year players, that should be a fun game too.
1: Arguably a more interesting game. Yeah, yeah, There's. Argu- I'm going to watch the shit out of that game. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right, man. Have a good week. Talk to you later.